Welcome to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Hi, this is Trent Clark, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, international speaker, longtime coach and professional baseball coaching in three World Series. Today on the Winners Find a Way show, I welcome my guest, Justin Breen. Justin, how are you, man? Yeah, man, go Sox. Right in the middle Brilliant. of the playoffs. It's not often I talk to a Northbrook guy who likes the Sox, all right? Well, so my bloodline is half shore, half North Shore liberal elite and half pure white trash. And I think the pure white trash sides more with the white Sox. And then it's really helped with entrepreneurship as well. I'm very thankful for the half pure white trash side of my bloodline, for sure. Yeah. Your uh, your work ethic, your hardcore. I, I got a few things, uh, Justin. Before we get going about you, talking about you on the Winners Find a Way show, tell them where they can find you online. I have about twenty seven thousand followers on LinkedIn, so I'm Justin Breen on LinkedIn. It's a good place to start. I love your gratitude. I love how you br- roll that out. Like you roll that out on the daily, five days a week. Do a grateful journal to my wife seven days a week. I just passed the year anniversary of doing that every day for a year. I run six days a week outside, no matter the weather conditions. So I live in Chicago. So I've done that for 18 plus years, you know, cold, hot, rain, blizzards, doesn't matter. And then I did the, the grateful journal on LinkedIn five days a week. Cause when you're, you're constantly grateful, you can't be ungrateful. And when my entire life is good habits and good patterns, you can't have bad habits and bad patterns. It's pretty simple. Nice. I love it. In other words, you're a doer. Justin, is that fair? Well, so my strength finders uh, top three are activate, maximize, achieve. So there's no overthinking. There's no feeling. I'm dead last in empathy and second to last in includer. So my the newest company I just launched is a high price point invite only connectivity platform, basically LinkedIn without the BS because I don't have time for the BS. But if I have a good idea, I'm also very low in ideation. But if I have a good idea, activate, maximize, achieve at the highest level. You just get results. That's all, all right. that matters at the highest level. Results. No excuses. This is yep. it. We're going to go. So today on the Winners Find a Way show, if this is your first time here, this is a show regarding adversity, challenge. If you have ever faced stiff adversity and challenge, felt like losses are mounting and you find, need to find a better way, I think you came to the right place, whether you're already an entrepreneur, athlete, business leader, or just looking to start your way and journey into being elite, this is the perfect show and podcast for you. I welcome you and Justin to, to bring him in. Like you, you just heard a little bit from Justin. He is no BS, man. So when you're the CEO of BR Epic Communications, BR Epic Network, author of the number one international best-selling book, Epic Business, extremely active member of Strategic Coach, 10X and Abundance 360 Summit. Talk to me about the book. How many years ago did you write that now? 
And how long have you been active behind Epic? Yeah, so thank you. My wife is a pediatrician. She'd probably be number one in empathy. She's taught me how to say thank you. So thank you. I appreciate that. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, most people do. I don't really care, but most people do. So <laughs> she taught me how to do that. <laughs> but they um, wrote the book in uh, May of 2020, Heart of COVID. And most people write books and it's, they're totally meaningless because there's no meaning behind it because I'm Activate, Maximize, Achieve and very low in ideation. But if I have a good idea, I get to Activate and Maximize, Achieve. So international best in six countries. Chris Voss, who wrote Never Split the Difference, one of the top business books in the last 20 years, did the forward. And it's a key that opens up endless doors. So people, they can't picture being Steve Jobs or Elon Musk. and They can't even fathom that, but they can picture being someone like me, where you make as much money as you want to, you see your family and friends whenever you want to, you do what you like to do and what you're good at, but they don't know how to do it. So this, the book is like step-by-step, this is how I did this with zero business background, zero in a couple of years. And I'll only work with the top people on the planet or the ones who will make the investment to become those people, period. Yep. Love it, Justin. All right, PR Communications, it's guided by you. 20 plus years in the media business. You're a former journalist, right? Is that, yep. is that like a recovering journalist or what does he mean by former journalist? Yeah, so I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist. I was never a journalist. I just didn't know I was an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist until I started this. And so journalists who are journalists have no idea what, I was, what I'm talking about. PR firm owners have no idea what I'm talking about, but entrepreneurs who happen to be journalists just do. So I've, you know, I'm still a journalist. Stories my firm does now are exactly the same that I wrote when I was a journalist. It was I never understood if it bleeds, it leads. That I don't understand negative news. So the stories I did as a journalist were about cool, inspirational people changing the world. And that's the stories my firm does now. No deviation. Excellent. I love it. When you said to me, like you changed this because you said something interesting I heard, the PR firms were just mucking it up. Like you you knew there were a better way, annoying. How did you mm. change that? I'm a hundred percent simplifier, meaning like my brain, I just have a, an ability to see patterns in the world and see how things work. And I simplify everything into patterns. And so the formula for creating a successful global company is very simple, very, very simple. Is you see a problem, create solution, problem solve successful global company. So you see a problem, create solution, problem solve successful global company. So I was a journalist for 20 years and created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. I, I don't know what PR firms do other than annoy journalists. So created a solution to that problem. Company's entire process solution is on the website. There's no tricks. There's no gimmicks. There's, there's what my company does. Here you go. No competition, only collaboration. So solve the problem. And since it solves the problem, clients around the world, all verticals, any company size from solopreneurs, the company's as big as Allstate, that's totally meaningless. My company just solves the problem. I just only partner with people who are visionaries, who live in abundance and look at things as investments, not costs. So there's no, what do you cost or charge? There's no nickel and dime nonsense. There's what is an investment would you look like? So it eliminates all the nonsense that most people are dealing with. I just focus on the people that will actually do something about it and make the investment, period. I love it. Here's one thing most people don't know about you is that you're not afraid to get up and belt out the Canadian anthem. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, I was a sports editor for 15 years and hockey's probably still is my favorite sport. My company's been in the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. I talk to more Canadians than Chicagoans. And I just think it's a tremendous national anthem. It's easier to sing than the American one for sure. And, and I like to sing sometimes, so it's a good song to sing at games. All right, let me jump in on your socks. Your sock's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. As we sit today, as we record this show today, you probably everyone will hear it a little bit later, but as we record this show, your socks are down 2-1 here in the first round of the Strohs. Are mm -hmm. you going to get it done? 
Yeah, so at the start of the series, I said Astros in four, and I'm sticking with that. And I thought the Sox would win game three, just like they did in 2008, where they lost the first two in Tampa, won game three, and then lost game four. So I think that's And, uh, I mean, it's funny because I was at game three. That was a great atmosphere. I left in the sixth inning because I'm like, you know, I don't really care about this stuff anymore that much. It was fun to go, but it was like, like the longest nine-inning game ever. And I'm just like, I just want to get home and be with my family. My point is, I really don't care. It's fun to be at it, but it's like, it's not life or death. And I see a lot of folks who don't have meaning in their own lives, and then they have to find something else to find meaning. I created my own purpose and my own meaning, so I don't need to follow baseball to really care that much about finding purpose and meaning. Got it. All right. Love it. So, Justin, let's talk a little bit. Let's let's bump in. I mean, like, I asked you, you wrote this book, Epic Business, which is fabulous, and international bestseller. So people are loving this. Six countries are like booming, right? Let's talk about, I asked you to come on a show. Winners find a way. Why do you come on and share your story? What's important to you to get through? Well, I mean, I appreciate you asking that. You've been in Major League Baseball before, so, and I was a sports editor for 15 years and journalist for 20. And so we're both around the highest achieving people. And again, I'm a simplifier and see patterns. So the only common, there's only two commonalities I see between the highest performing athlete, musician, actor, entertainer, entrepreneur. There's only two commonalities in those folks. One is they have the same mindset. They have abundance, visionary investment mindset. So that's one. And two, they've had at least one person, at least one, doesn't have to be a family member, but at least one person who actually cares about them. I have not met as someone at the highest level who has not had at least one person really care about them. If there is that person, I'd like to meet them, actually. And then I haven't met someone at the highest level who doesn't have abundance, visionary investment mindset, because you just can't get to the highest level if you look at things as as cost, but you can't. And if you don't live in abundance, you can't live in abundance. And (laughs) if you're not a visionary, you can't have a vision. So (laughs) I haven't found any at the highest level that don't have that mindset and then don't have at least one person. So That's awesome. I mean, I tell you, I think it's interesting. And I will tell you, and this brings me to a story about baseball, right? Which is, Justin, people ask me all the time, who's the best player you ever coached? And mm-hmm. I'd like to go back on that now because I tell them a lot of people, I tell them, you don't know them. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, the best skilled person was that double A player that came along, but couldn't get life together. Couldn't understand 100%. that vision, right? And and 100%. I wonder looking back, I mean, I could, I could, I'd like to test that going back against them. And I would bet that 50% of those people probably did not have that third quality. They may have not had an actual person in their life that actually cared about them. You think that's the differentiator. That's interesting. So you think they had the mindset, but not the person. I think they had the person, but they didn't have the full mindset. That's an interesting take by you. I'm saying yeah, that yeah. I wonder, I would like to audit that, right? To find mm. out. But I, my guess is that there's some percentage and I, my bet is it's close to 50. I I'm clear that the mindset was not there on probably the majority. So if I said it was 40, right. but I do wonder that someone who grows up without that accountability and care from someone or, or that, Hey, I want to make you proud. Dad, grandfather, grandma, right. like this is someone you've always cared for me and I care what you think and I'll do it for you. You know, like, um, yeah, I wonder what the numbers are because the fallout is large. Just there's a, quite a spectrum of talent that fell out and it was not due to the fact that they did not have major league ability, if that's fair. I think on your site, it says you work with 1%. I work with the 0.1%, so one out of a thousand, because one out of a thousand have abundance and visionary investment mindset because I just see the patterns on things. And, and most of my life is talking to the world's top entrepreneurs. So I hear the same thing over and over. And so why do I only partner with the 0.1%? 
because those are the people that are actually going to do something and create the technologies and companies that employ everyone else. So I can't help 999 out of 1,000, but I can help the one out of 1,000 that helps everyone else. That's how I help the world. because And I have endless empathy for that 0.1% because I know without exception what it takes to get there. Because those people will never make excuses. They'll make the investment. There are no excuses at the highest level, only investment. So if somebody complains about, ah, oh, you're too expensive or what, I go, not in my tribe. Find someone else. See you later. And all that does is attract the top people on the planet and repels everyone else. I love that. And I love this. So in the quote by Sean Covey and Chris McChesney from the book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, right? Influential book. I thought it was really good. And one of the quotes that came out of that winners, when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So most people make excuses. Right. Most people make excuses right. their whole life. That's people what, at that level one figure of the, it out. That's right. That's one of the big four losing qualities. Number one is they are going to make an excuse. Number two, they are going to blame. Number three, they nope. are going to quit because nope. it's too hard. And number nope. four is they are going to ignore that data. So again, so I'm very low on ideation, almost dead last. But if I have a good idea or if someone says a good idea, I know immediately and then activate, maximize, achieve. So I see the data and I'm like, oh just get it done. I mean, I started my first company with zero business background, zero. I still have no idea what an S-Corp is. I didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year. I had no idea. I went to school to be a journalist. They don't even know entrepreneurial classes at all. And so now I have one global company that only works with the top people on the planet or the ones who will make the investment. And then I just launched a second one that's That'll be a hundred X of what this one is. It's just a platform technology for my brain. So because I, all I do is I see the patterns. And so I have not met one entrepreneur at the highest level. I'm not talking nickel and dime businesses. I'm not talking regular humans. I'm talking about entrepreneurs at the highest level that have not overcome at least one of the following four things. Most are two or three. The all four ones are really successful. So this is what separates entrepreneurs like me from everyone else. So the four things are bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, two, depression, three, the highest level of anxiety you can imagine, and four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So most people use those as excuses their entire life, their whole life. Entrepreneurs at the highest level, figure it out. That's it. I, I mean, that's entrepreneur life. I laugh keep because... Talking. But that's it. So people think this life is sunshine and rainbows. This is the opposite of that. It's funny because I laugh about that because, and I don't know, I don't think it's funny, but as I look at this, I'm thinking at some level, I've been through all four of those, right? And yeah, so, so I, I, I would say that and people are not, they go, yep, 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 yep. And the all four ones are really successful. And uh, I've been three. And to simplify my simplification, I don't, and people could see this great if they can't, I'll talk through it, but I think you have to understand to be down here to be up there. I have not met anyone at the highest level. Again, I'm not talking nickel and dime businesses. I'm not talking about regular humans that hasn't overcome at least one of those. And most are two or three. And there's a lot of all fours, but most are two or three. Mm-hmm. And in the groups I'm in, most of the folks, not all, most of them are running seven, eight, nine, ten figure businesses. Yeah. And there's a lot yeah. of all four. Yeah, just all fours that don't make excuses. And I have no tolerance for excuses because I'm dead last in empathy and I'm second to last in includer. Because at the highest level, you don't make excuses. You, you know, People like that don't make excuses. They just figure it out. So I want to know if I qualify for all four. Been to the traumatic <laughs> as a kid, abused, anxiety. Right. I can't tell you yep. how many times. Depression, right. been there. And, and bankruptcy, yep. I served a company for my mentor and the whole company went bankrupt and I was an officer in the company. And so I, w- I was the workout guy and one of the last seven standing, right? So- fired people that had been in the company for over 40 years. And it was awful. It was one of the, and and I think, by the way, you talk about highlighting your anxiety, right? Like that was the first time I'd ever actually, I think really felt 
the highest levels of anxiety, like mm -hmm. uh, polarizing type of anxiety. Polarizing. So most people, most let the polarizing paralyze them. You didn't. So that's what I mean. Most people let that paralyze them their whole lives. And, you know, again, I started my first company after my job salary was cut in half, couldn't find a job. So I incorporated, that was April 16th, uh, 2017 when I incorporated. So nearing the four and a half year mark during this interview here. And so while I was working full time and have the salary reached out to 5,000 people to find my first side client. So one out of a thousand said, yes. So just like I work with 0.1% now, it's a different 0.1% now, but it was 0.1% that said yes then. And most people can't do that. So got the fifth client, resigned the next day. And then Robert Feeder, he's the top media columnist in the Midwest of the United States, did a story to start my own firm. So that was just to start it. Most people cannot do that. They can't mm. because if most people could do that, they would. If most people could choose to live the life they want and make as much money and partner with the top people on the planet, they would do that. They just can't overcome those four things. They can't do it. Do you have all four? So the three, the only thing I've never had to worry about, knock on wood, is bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. But my father died when I was 13. Youngest brother died of a drug overdose when he was 29. Certainly depression and then highest level of anxiety when you get your job salary cut in half and you, have, you can't find a job and you have two sons that are under the age of three. <laughs> that's a pretty good formula, but okay, figure it out. And zero business background, zero, yeah. 0.0. So, okay, figure it out. So let's talk about jump into the kid. I mean, pretty impactful moment, right? Father at 13, that's crazy, right? That Most people cannot even imagine that. Mm -hmm. And I can't either. My father just passed three years ago and it was hard when I was 48 years old, you know, like, and so yeah. the most impactful pivot point you had as a kid, where did you know? At this point, like, hey, I'm going to go on and I'm going to help these elite performers, the 0.1% the <laughs> of all these people. Did you know that when you were 17? You know, it's a fair question. And I would say for like a normal child, it would be a more fair question. But I just come from a unique situation, meaning my father was 61 when I was born. So he'd be 105 if he was alive now. So he died when he was 74 when I was 13. And uh, my father came from nothing. He came from nothing was a World War II hero, shot down eight times in combat, many times without a parachute, became an attorney in the Nuremberg trials. So this was not a normal father-son situation. And so I got about eight good years of him, meaning like when I was uh, between five and 13. And so he would always say the cream rises to the top. So I only partner with the cream that rises to the top, the ones that'll make the investment. But to answer your question, no, I mean, I had no idea what an entrepreneur was, but I was never meant to be a journalist as a journalist. I was always born to be this person. And so, you know, I have my father's bloodline and then my mom was 27 when I was born. So 34 year difference. And when my dad was in his late fifties, a drunk driver hit him head on. Drunk driver killed instantly. Dad broke every bone in his body. You survived because you don't make excuses. And then my mom was his nurse. So my mom literally nursed him back to health. And so most of my day, not all, but most of my days talking to the world's top entrepreneurs, like the top people on the planet. And I've never met anyone in my life with more hustle than my mom ever. Like I, she's the ultimate survive and thrive, the ultimate survive and thrive. So I'm just a combination of that. So I'm just genetically capable of doing this. And I found out I was capable of doing this after my job salary was cut in half. I, I didn't think I had anything in common with my mom. And okay, now I just get my hustle from her. My dad is crazy hustle. Nothing compared to my mom. Nothing. This is amazing. Now, all that time, like you saw her hustling as a kid, like you go through this. Did you think just like, yeah, whatever, mom? Like, yeah, she just gets stuff done. Like, whatever. She's got a doctorate in GSD. But, you know, 
Oh, that's <laughs> stupid. You're working too hard. You're doing this. What was your position to all of a sudden you realize, well, like I can do it just like she did. Yeah, you know, you ask, um, analyze things differently than most of the folks I talk to. It's really interesting to me. I did not think like that at all. Literally, the only thing I thought I had in common with my mom before I started my entrepreneurship life, uh, six days after I turned 40, 44 now. But literally, the only thing I thought I had in common with her is that we both like butter and, and milk and ice cream. Other than that, I thought dairy. I had nothing. So no, I didn't. Yeah, like dairy products. But no, then I just like, oh, so as a journalist, I had a massive following. Now it's bigger, but as a journalist, I had a big following. So I just reached out to thousands of those people when I was working full time and at the salary. And that's just like, oh, that's just my mom. I mean, my mom's youngest son died of a drug overdose that, you know, my mom family, her growing up, it's the, I mean, the ultimate that my mom is functional in any capacity is in, it's incredible at the highest level. And so I just, I just get that from her. I mean, your mom, do you, do you, do you have, I mean, as an entrepreneur now for four years, having wild success, which I think you can attribute some to your mom, of course. I mean, yeah. you look at your mom and go, damn, what an overcomer. Well, you know, my mom and I, we don't talk much, meaning like we're just like very different people. Yeah. But it's, I'm, I'm like, I thanked her at my new um, company launch party, thanked her because like, Listen, my dad died when I was 13. She had three children under the age of 13 and under. And we all went to college. We all graduated. And then my youngest brother died when he was 29. You know, that would, most parents, that would cripple them forever. And my mom is a tremendous grand. I mean, she is a tremendous grandmother, tremendous. And so I thanked her because like, she can do that. I mean, I can start a company with zero. I mean, that's starting a company with zero business background. Now having one global company, that's nothing compared to losing your husband with three little kids and then losing your youngest son. That's nothing compared to that. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, and you were talking about earlier, like, I'm not going to blow this for my family and then for my parents. I mean, my dad came from nothing, shot down eight times in combat, came from nothing. And I'm not going to screw it up. I'm just not going to, that's really the motivation. I'm not going to blow it for my parents and I'm not going to blow it for my, my wife and my two kids. I won't do it. So mm. people don't understand that unless they, they hear that because it's a way bigger thing than me. I mean, I, I'm not going to let these people down. I won't do it. Unacceptable. Mm. Not at making excuses for myself, but certainly not for them either. No way. All right. Let's talk about you for a second, man. I mean, because you told me a couple of stories about your mom and your dad up against it and overcame. Mm. How about you? What about a time you were down and out and thinking, I don't know if I can do this. You know, do I have what it takes? All the questions we ask ourselves in imposter syndrome, right? Is I don't know if I got it. Tell me time that you were and what you did about it and how you turned it around. I mean, again, that's another good question. It's really interesting how your brain thinks and you, you see the things. And again, I think normally that would be an even better question, but I'm an alien, even among aliens that are entrepreneurs. So what does that mean? Most entrepreneurs like us are very low. Uh, there's a, a thing called Gallup or Clifton Strength Finders. So most entrepreneurs at the highest level are actually very low in self-assurance. So they have imposter syndrome. Yeah. I am incredibly high. I'm very high in self-assurance. I don't mm. have imposter syndrome at all. I have no it. imposter syndrome. And people with the wrong mindset thing that comes off as arrogant. And uh, people at the highest level just know that it's extreme confidence. And all my extreme confidence does is attract other confident people. And it repels arrogant people. That's really mm. interesting. So if arrogant people think I come off as arrogant, confident people love my confidence. 
And it's mm. a fascinating thing to see those patterns over and over and over. And all it does is attract the top people on the planet that'll make the investment. And it repels people who are arrogant that will make excuses. It happens time and time and time again. Man, that's interesting, right? Do you know the Jahari window? No, but please explain that because I well, like so learning. The Jahari, like so the Jahari window is about our, you know, it's, it's basically a matrix of two things, right? Which is mm. others and me. And mm. what it is, is in that top right quadrant is, you know, known known things like i know things about justin justin knows things about me it's known right and then there's mm -hmm. things to me that's hidden right i don't tell people about you know i don't tell i don't jump mm -hmm. into starbucks and go hey you know when i was a kid i was abused and i'll take a vanilla latte you know like we don't jump in with the hidden with people and then there's the unknown where others don't know mm -hmm. this about me i don't know this about me but there's this one category in that top left right that's others know this about me but i don't know this about myself so mm. one of the things that's very interesting is that I tell the story a lot about a good friend of mine coming to me at 17, you know, being a pretty good athlete and being confident. And he just said, you know, like arrogance off the charts with you and other everybody else sees it. It's overconfidence. And I was like, no, man, this is just confidence. No, no, I, I believe in my no. ability. And, and and we argued it out. Now, now listen, if, if some person on the street just comes to me and says, hey, I think you're an arrogant a-hole, right? I, I probably like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Right. But if it's a close friend who's known me a long time, I got to consider that. Right. Like maybe I don't know this about me. You know, now I'm rethinking all that because, you know, when you say that like it's like, wait a minute, I just feel confident. And people who are in, in doubt about that and they're making excuses. And maybe they're, that's just right. okay. they're, they're just taking it out. Right. They're just they're Yeah. They're so they're projecting. That's really all it is. So the unknown is like quadrant or, you know, square. So that's, I mean, I get, I think my greatest superpower is I see the patterns and I actually answer questions before they're asked with people. So like I just did with you there, like I, I didn't know that story, but I did because you're just confident. You're not arrogant and people who, who are arrogant or they don't understand confidence think it comes off as arrogant. I mean, that's just, that's just all it is. And so I, again, most of my days talking to the top people on the planet and I just see the same patterns over and over and over and over. And to dovetail that, I will activate those patterns because I'm activate, maximize, achieve. I'm not yeah. ideation. I'm not an overthinker. I don't need to feel anything. I'm dead last and I'm dead last. Yeah. So I just do it. And then there's an unconscious motivators test called print, P-R-I-N-T. Because to your point, most people see the tip of the iceberg. They don't see the, the under the water, your unconscious motivators. So my two, I'm an eight, three in print, eight, three. And so eight is to be strong and self-reliant. And three is to succeed and achieve. So there's no, I want a perfect world. There's no, everything needs to be perfect and right. There's no, I need to be appreciated by other people. It's no, get it done. And uh, again, I'm in strategic coach, which uh, I'm very confident saying it's the top entrepreneurial group in the world. I'm very confident saying that. And the highest level of strategic coach is called the free zone. To land the plane for a second, it's 50K a year. I'll be in that eventually. I'm literally not allowed to join it yet because you have to be in the program a certain amount of years. But uh, I will. And at that level, the overwhelming majority of the folks in, at, at that level are eight, three prints like me because they're strong and self-reliant and succeed and achieve. They don't need to think about it. They don't need to feel it. They're just going to do it. And people who do it, Get it done. They change the world. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Thank you for listening to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast. 
Trent, together with the leaders who shared their learning and experiences through this show, are grateful for allowing them to help and support you on your journey to becoming your best. Write a review, rate us five stars, and share this episode to your network.